0: back a classic with the alrighty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 33 of the Get Around Podcast. We are crowded here and everyone's looking fine with a nice collared shirt on. James with the red polo, cell phone over there, uh, pulling his best Brett Summers impression. Surprised that were the both of you looking at your cell phone when I started this? I'm pretty sure both of mm-hmm. you were. Fantastic work. You're like, we can usually just ignore the first 30 to 45 seconds of this because it's Brendan talking just to hear his voice
1: It's a fully creative moment that you create each week that I, I just can't participate in
0: You can, it'd be helpful sometimes <laughs> instead of leaving me hanging out here to dry like I gotta keep saying words until I know what I have to say like Michael Scott from the office Like sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't know where I'm going with it and I don't know where it's gonna end and. You just keep going until you get there or I don't get there at all as is, as is often the case, but yes, I am your host, Brendan Queely. Joining me in the studio this week, James Cook. Jake Atnip. Brett Summers. Nice! Here we are in the offices of the Traverse City Record Eagle, recording on Monday, which is uh, a day near and dear to my heart, according to Twitter, and it's National Adopt-A-Shelter Pet Day. And I've got two at home. And I know we've got someone here in this office that is thinking about getting a dog, and I bet she probably doesn't listen to this, and she wanted this kept a secret anyway. But that's too bad. Um, But she's gonna go buy a dog. I guess there's I shouldn't shame people into not buying dogs, but you should be ashamed of yourself if you buy
1: a dog from a breeder. Adopt, don't shop.
0: Exactly. Get a nice used cat or (laughs) dog. You know, one missing one missing an eye, got like half an ear. (laughs) Those are the
2: best guys. They love all the same.
0: And in most cases, they love better because they appreciate being taken from a bad situation and brought into one with just unconditional love. Uh, we are here, episode 33 of the Get Around Podcast. On the show today, coming up a little bit later, we have a conversation with Trevor City Central's Cassidy Henshaw and Kingsley's Remy King as we're finally getting the track and field season off uh, on the right Foot, if you will, because <laughs> they use their feet. Uh. After we talk to Mr. Henshaw and Miss King, we will have our Athlete of the Week uh, induct another athlete into the Get Around Hall of Fame. Three, I would say, fairly deserving candidates this week, boys. Again, I, I didn't pick anybody. I always it's, it's no put longer up a my candidate job. that
1: I expect to win, Brendan. It's not often you don't vote for your own candidate. It's not. You guys really got to sell me hard on whoever you bring to the table. We will get into a
0: little news about Kalkaska softball. Uh, one of the best golfers in the area, Thomas we will talk about him and the new head coach for the Traverse City Bay Reps. We will wrap up the show this week. It was, uh, I was trying to put the script together earlier today, and it just I was thinking about what are the kind of things at the forefront of the national conversation in terms of outside of politics, obviously. So the two biggest things, the NFL draft and the Avengers Infinity War. Is that the name of it? See,
1: good job, Brandon. I
0: know what all the kids are into. I know what they like. Other than I thought, Brett, I told you this on the way to the on the way out the other night when I went and saw my brother, who's going to be forty soon. Uh, he, he was telling me how excited he was about Infinity War, uh, and he's like, "Have you seen any of these Avengers films?" And I went films. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, but he does have a seven-year-old son, and they've bonded through the Marvel Was he universe. into comic books
1: when he was a child? He was huge. Well, and so not so that only totally that, makes sense. It,
0: I, I know. But not only that, but he was an incredible artist. Um, so my parents, like, they, they painted our, our bedroom walls in, like, the paint that you can draw on or whatever. And so he actually drew, like, life-sized uh, Superman. He would had a Spider-Man in the corner on the wall, like, he was so damn talented, it was ridiculous.
2: And his name is Jake. Piece? Is it really? His name is Jake. Is that why you don't like me? I love my brother. You have to so
3: think about that take. for a little bit, though. <laughs> no, okay.
0: there only, there's only room for one Jake in my life. It's okay. So Actually, his name is John Michael, but we call him Jake. Exactly. We don't know why, either. That throws me for a little yeah. bit what it was is that there were too many jacks in our family, and so... Why don't you just go like John? I don't know. You gotta... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna give my dad a call, see if we can kind of iron this out and see why... This kind of
1: feels like who wants to be a millionaire suddenly.
0: Yes, but I'm, the yeah, I'm doing the lifeline and be like, Dad, I'm gonna win a million dollars like that baller guy did.
1: Tell him that. See what he says.
0: That I'm gonna that I'm on. Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: They usually Probably have to alert Jim. you that there's going to be a, a lifeline. But yeah, we're gonna get to the bottom of this right now. I could call my brother, but
2: he's not gonna have a good answer.
0: No, I mean he knows more than likely. Let's let's call my dad and see this whole John Michael Jake business.
4: Hey buddy, how you doing?
0: Hey dad, how are you? You are you're live on the Get Around podcast right now. We're we're giving you a call while we're recording this. Uh, so, so, so if you can if you if you're kind of getting the, the 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 twinge of my radio voice here a little bit yeah i, um, I
3: noticed something different immediately
0: <laughs> yeah there's there's two different people there's radio brendan and then there's clinically depressed brendan and those are the two yes yes
4: and i know them both
0: you know them both very well
1: <laughs> so
0: the new guy here in the sports department is Jake Atnip. He's here in uh, in the office uh, or in the studio with us right now. And we were wondering because I said that you know, my brother's name is Jake. And then he said, is that why you don't like me? And I said, I love my brother Jake, but there's only room for one Jake in my life. And then I had to explain that Jake's name isn't even Jake. It's John Michael. So if you could give us just an idea why, why do we, I, I, I tried to explain to them that it was because there were too many Jacks in the family at that point, right?
3: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And we had to be one Jack off.
0: (laughs) see see that is my father
1: that's my dad right there that's why you call him that's I am a twelve year old boy <laughs> well yeah cause I like we, cheap cheesy jokes
0: we had we had you we had your dad we had mom's mom my
1: grandfather wait 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 we had my grandfather who was John Joseph right my father was John Michael I was John Joseph my Son Jake is John Michael, right? And his son is John Joseph, but we call him John Jake. Right. So we've at got, the time, we've got gotten- there was my my grandfather was Jack, my father was Jack, I was Jack, my father in law was Jack, my brother in law was Jack. So if you were at a party and somebody said, "Hey, Jack," five guys answered. Yeah. So, makes- so the reason I went to Jake was
4: because it it was a nice change of pace. I guess I'd have Nobody to say that.
2: Yeah, yeah, just one question here, Mr. Creeley. Why didn't anybody just get called John? Oh, it's an Irish thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So John doesn't you know, like, exist.
1: Well, no, no, no. There's John. There's John F. Kennedy, but they called him Jack. You know, and my sisters still call me Jackie.
0: And they call so me Brendy.
1: <laughs> they call you Brandy. That's what
2: yes, they do. All of my
0: aunts <laughs> call me Brendy.
1: <laughs>
0: well, Dad, thanks for clearing that up for us. I appreciate it. I'll let you get back to all work right. or whatever you're doing. I, uh, I am. I'm
1: at the depot right now, straightening right. out light bulbs and living living the dream, baby. All right.
0: Enjoy your retirement <laughs> and that
1: orange smock. <laughs> all
0: right. I love you, Dad. Bye. I love you too, man. Bye bye. So. Before we got off track and I called my dad for reasons unknown uh, other than the fact that I missed the sound of my father's voice and that's really all that was. Um, Before we get to any of the rest of the show let us check the heartbeat of the sports world and get into The Pulse. The reason that I thought about this to start this off was uh, Griffin Kelly of uh, Frankfurt uh, threw six perfect innings against Manistee and I've been putting together the... Uh, boys basketball all region team and Griffin's going to be on there and Griffin was also our football player of the year our overall player of the year you know you hear his name in football you hear his name in basketball and you hear his name in baseball those are kind of the criteria that you need a multi-sport athlete who's talented across all to be considered for our overall athlete of the year and so I figured well why not now talk about some of the early frontrunners for that award and Griffin Kelly I got to say is right up there as is our reigning athlete of the year Ryan
1: Hayes. Didn't know you were going there with that but I was going to say uh, Ryan Hayes definitely uh comes to mind pretty much immediately. Um and I mean he's been pretty well considered I think to this point uh you know to at least be in the discussion of player of the year for individual sports as well so not just uh you know, good performer at all all three, but
0: well, yeah, because uh, you're gonna see he was very a, excellent. He was a dream teamer on the football team. He's a, gonna be a dream teamer uh, on the
1: basketball team, and he'll probably be a dream teamer on the baseball team.
0: Yeah, does Kelly have what it takes to upend Hayes for that? Considering that,
1: Because it depends how the baseball season goes. True, but I think he definitely does. If he I and mean, even if he performs to the level I think that he did as a junior on the diamond.
3: Yeah, and he's, and he's also pitching this season, so uh, I think he's going to make even more of an impact on the Diamond this year than he did last year. And last year he was a really good hitter for Frankfurt and you know in the field as well. But taking the mound, I mean, he threw six basically perfect innings. The only reason it wasn't a perfect game is because there was one error in the field, so somebody reached base.
1: Way to go, whoever that was. <laughs>
0: I'm
3: just kidding.
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: He probably feels bad enough as he it is. He probably does.
2: I would feel pretty awful. I mean, they were they they won nine to zero. It happens. So it was a six six inning mercy. So it And I talked to the coach. He told me it happened. I think it was two outs with six, and it was it was the last out of the game that it would have been because they cut it. They had a double.
1: No, those things happen. I mean, that's why it's so incredibly difficult to get a perfect game. You know, nobody. Ever goes out expecting to throw one, uh, even if you're the best pitcher in the state or best pitcher wherever. Um, that's never, never the expectation. So
2: mm-hmm. that's still a no hitter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's an Armando Galarraga situation.
1: I was thinking Glen Lakes, Cade Peterson, obviously standout quarterback. Um, you know, led them. Well, I mean, we're not counting his junior season towards this award, but he did lead them to a state championship game his junior year balled out as a senior, Um, he's going to go play Grand Valley State, and uh, then obviously basketball helped that team get to the state championship game again, uh, which is, that's pretty outstanding to get to a state title game in two different sports, and we actually talked to him a little bit about that Mm -hmm. after their semifinal win down at the Breslin Center.
0: A legitimate player of the year candidate, no doubt about that. Throwing a
1: touchdown at Ford Field, throw down a dunk at Breslin, that's not too shabby. Swat a ball into the stands at the Breslin. Several, several times,
0: yeah, Um, and 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 uh, had
3: him right in that game as well until he got hurt. I mean that that you know we've talked about this before about how that just changed the whole momentum of that game. But I mean they were right in that game.
0: It doesn't have to be a three sport athlete. You can be a two sport athlete who has crushed it in both, and you can look at Buckley's Joey Weber as one of those possible candidates uh, just based on what he did uh, during the soccer season. Um, He he was untouchable, uh, and then you saw what he did during the, uh, the playoffs for Buckley, and he was arguably their most important player throughout that playoff run, uh, just because of what he could do um, both for the momentum uh, on defense and, and, and creating his own shot and just being as, uh, as aggressive as you want a player to be on the court. Any others that, uh, that you would throw out there? Kelly, Hayes, Peterson, Schwanek probably going to be up there. I was going to say
1: Schwanek. a possibility. Uh,
0: Thomas Hersey, also a, a possibility. Um, great basketball player that's a kid who uh, can on any any given night if he needs to go off for 30 points. Uh, great golfer. Fantastic golfer. We've we proved that this weekend. Finishing runner-up. Finishing third. Third at the uh, the TCT off. Um, but I, yeah, I think Fortune does favor the, the three-sport athlete when we're going through this and I don't know. Right now, I think I do think that Kelly and Hayes are the are the two tops for that award.
3: Yeah, I think so too. I think another another name to maybe kind of throw in there as a dark horse um, would be Brett Dyer. I mean, he was our soccer player of the year, uh, and and also a pretty good basketball player for them. Uh, you know, so see if he can do something in the spring and and we've mentioned improve this already, that standing, but but,
0: but, but, the, but the fact that Brett Dyer was uh, uh, just an honorable mention for all state is. Still, one of the biggest jobs in the history of jobs. On the ladies' side of the athlete of the year bracket, uh, our reigning athlete of the year, Elise Stuck, uh, coming into her sophomore year with that uh, award already uh, draped around her neck. Uh, She's definitely got the talent to do it again, to go back to back. Um, What she did. What she four sport athlete and I think that's really what put her over the top last year volleyball uh, basketball obviously uh, soccer and then track and
1: field and she's all over that again this season Mackenzie Wilkinson Kalkaska definitely she's uh, obviously one of the area's top basketball players and just crushing the hell out of the ball right now in softball I think those you've got those are two really strong candidates
0: right there. Uh, you mentioned dark horse, but Brittany Bowman, I think, is a dark horse. Volleyball, basketball, uh, track. track, really uh, good in track too. Yeah, she's not. what well, I would guess was not as flashy as the other two, as Stuck or Wilkinson. But she's she's got all the talent in the world, especially for you know, uh, coming out of that what five two frame.
3: Yeah, she's an outside hitter. I mean, in volleyball, I mean at five two. Very so. athletic. Yeah, very impressive.
0: Yeah, and she averaged how many rebounds per game? What, six or seven rebounds a game, I think, during the basketball season?
3: Yeah, pretty good. I mean, she's a tough, tough player. I've never seen her run in track, but I imagine, you know, she, she runs well. She does some of the field jumps as well. Um, so, pretty hurdles, I mean. Yeah. Um, but, uh, which is also impressive for somebody who's 5'2". Right,
2: yeah. The hurdles are half
0: your size. Speaking of uh, track, uh, track and field, C.L. Carney... We have to consider her as uh, a, an athlete of the year. She's, she, was our athlete of the, uh, she was our run of the year for cross country. She was, she's our reigning uh, athlete of the year for track and field. And she's going to Northwestern. She can run faster than anybody in this room. I can pretty much shoot. Not only that, she can run faster. She can run longer than anybody in this room. I bet that she could beat all four of us in a relay. Mm-hmm. Like, if
2: we... Yeah, I, pr- yeah, that, I don't think there's there was any doubt about right. myself i running almost any time.
0: Yeah, if it was... Let's say it's a, a two-mile relay.
1: The four of us... Let's do a half. Each run an 800. Eight, eight, she runs a 32. Right. I bet... She wins. I show, she crushes us. Yeah.
0: And give us a 30-second head start, and I still think she wipes the floor with us by more than a minute. So when you think about that, which more speaks to the fact that um, I'm out of shape, James is out of shape, Jake doesn't like to do any physical exertion at all, is what you told us. Just about. Yeah, and he's like, I'd, I'd rather smoke a cigarette than walk briskly through a park. Um, you can do those at the same time, you know. That is true, but eventually you're going to have to stop to cough to cough. And,
1: <laughs> Bread Brett, on the other hand, you just like to eat weights and running <laughs> is not your thing. Yeah, if I'm going to run, I'll just do a couple sprints and call it good. Well, as we get more and more off-topic, why don't we try to get back on topic? And
0: uh, so I think what we, those are the four legit contenders for the girls. There aren't as many for the girls as there are for the boys, I don't think. Uh, but when you're getting to this part of the season, it's really starting to, to, to pare down. Uh, so I'll say it right now. Throw out predictions real quick, uh, James. Your male and female athlete of the year. Who you think is going to take it this year? I, th- I
3: think on the girl side, like you said, it's definitely I narrowed down to Stuck in Wilkinson. I think for the actual player of the year to get it down to one. You know, we'll see what the spring season brings. Um, I mean, Wilkinson has come out as a house of fire on the softball field so far. So maybe, maybe she's got a little bit of an edge there in the spring. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go at this point. I'll go with Wilkinson. But of course, it's to be determined with uh, what we have in the rest of the the spring season and in in and the boys side. Man, that's a tough call between those three. I think Hayes, Kelly Peterson. You could go with any of those three. Uh, it, to me, I think that the tiebreaker might just be that you know, I mean, Ryan Hayes is going to go play Division One football and baseball. Right. Um, so I I think that might be the tiebreaker. But but I mean, any of those three kids are totally deserving.
1: Of the, of the athletes that we've discussed, I think I'm probably right there with uh, Hayes and Wilkinson at, at the moment as as favorites, um, though I, like, like we mentioned before, I do kind of uh, think that the award itself um, leans in favor of someone who plays all year round multiple sports. I mean, even these kids that play two, they're playing all year round, they're just not playing a third sport. but uh, I'm going to make Dave Dalton very happy,
0: and I'm also going to go with Wilkinson as my prediction for the uh, athlete of the, of the year. And I'm going to go with Griffin Kelly. Um, I really think that, arguably, I think he was one of the most improved uh, basketball players this year. Um, you, when you think of Griffin Kelly, you don't think of basketball, and he was the Frankfurt's second-leading scorer. Uh, he was their best defender, and uh, he was bringing in... Uh, eight rebounds a game, so he, I think he went 14-8. and eight, And that's impressive for a guy who's, what is he, six?
3: Six foot? Six one? Six one, six two maybe.
0: Yeah, but quick. And we, we see that on the football field, and, and we saw it on the basketball court, and uh, he's got a quick pitch, too, if he can throw six perfect innings. All right, moving on to the Get Around Bulletin board. Uh, three of the big stories uh, from last week. We were just talking about Mackenzie Wilkinson and Kalkaska. So Kalkaska softball
2: off to a huge start and had a sweep of uh, Frankfurt last week. Well, even with Frankfurt being one of the best teams in the area, Kalkaska swept in pretty handily last week. And, you know, we had uh, Tomaszewski on the show a couple weeks ago, and she is a stellar pitcher, but Kalkaska touched her up for 12 hits, nine runs in five innings, and, you know, that doesn't happen very often with her in the circle. So I think that says a lot about the team uh, just in general on the hot start rolling off.
1: Following that up, um, the Blazers won the uh, Traverse City-St. Francis Invitational Softball Tournament on Saturday. I think they had to win three games. They basically obliterated everyone. They've been jacking home runs like crazy. I think uh, when I talked to... They've been John Josephing (laughs) or John Michaeling (laughs) home runs.
3: That's what they've been doing. Well, that that's a very competitive tournament too. I mean, you know, you get you have Gladstone this in that tournament as well, yeah, they like I a, think they
1: shut out Gladstone eleven or ten to
3: nothing. Yeah, and Gladstone beat St. Francis or, like earlier in the week, um, and Gladstone's like a perennial quarterfinal type team. I mean, they're they're like the softball program in the UP.
1: Well, I think. Kalkaska Kaska knows that they're good and they have a chance to have a special season. Um, when I talked to him after that Frankfurt game, coach said usually you know their standard goals before the season starts is twenty wins, win the conference, win the district, and they pretty much upped all of that this year to twenty five wins, win the conference, win the district, win a regional title. So they're expecting more out of themselves, and uh, you know the start that they've gotten off to. In spite of the weather and you know their lack of uh, practice time, they have just been smoking everybody. And like you said, James, good teams.
0: We mentioned him a little bit earlier in the show, but Thomas Hersey had a, a great performance at the uh, TCT off coming in third with a 149 shooting, a, a 71 and a 78. That's quick math for you.
1: When did he shoot, 71 day one or day two? Yeah, he hit day he a day one lead with a 71. Um, I talked to Todd Hersey, his dad and coach, on Saturday, and you know he said that um, Thomas was a little bit disappointed in, in himself that he didn't win that tournament. Um, but it was really cold. The wind was blowing like crazy. And um, the, the kid who won the tournament is a... Uh, you know, he's only a junior who's already committed to golf at Michigan State, so it's not like he uh, got beat by just anybody. And, uh, you know, still four strokes by the end of the tournament. Yeah, day two didn't, I suppose, go great for him, but uh, it was still a very strong showing. There really wasn't a whole lot of um, local uh, flavor to that tournament. It was basically the two TC schools or three TC schools in, in Sutton's Bay. And then a ton of downstate teams, so
2: that's a... Well, Petoskey and uh, Cadillac were there, too.
1: Yeah, the I guess the other BNC teams were there. But as far as any of the smaller schools, mm-hmm. um, you know, Sutton's Bay, I think, felt pretty good about their performance, and Hersey certainly should as well with his third-place finish.
3: Yeah, I think they were... There was how many teams in that tournament? Like, 20-some? 20, 20 yeah, and they were the only Class D team, I think, in the whole field.
1: Yeah, which is why it was Class C and D, got combined into one division. That was the way they broke
2: up the teams. But But when I talked to Todd Hersey, he mentioned, I talked to him after day one of the tournament, and he was just, he mentioned, he said, the way that Thomas Hersey has been golfing even has surprised him a little bit. Um, just with how bad the weather was, um, even leading up to it, that was really the first rounds that they've gotten off all year. And the first round of the, you know, the TCT off to go and shoot a 71, I think they played the Spruce Run course over at uh, Grand Traverse Resort. You know, he told me that having a 328 as a team and seeing a 71 on a Thomas is almost unheard of right at the beginning of the season, especially for a class D school. So he said he was really, really happy um, with a 328 on the first day and overall as a team at the whole TCT off because it does spell, you know, even them being a smaller school that, you know, they got a guy in the top five in Thomas that can really turn some heads and it's given them an opportunity to really compete sure we'll see a lot more out of Thomas as the season continues.
0: Uh, one season that's over, but there is intrigue in that season. Next year is the hockey season and on the Traverse City Bay Reps side of things. They've got a new head coach, Ryan Federnczyk, uh, stepped down after two seasons, and Mike Matucci is taking over as the head coach. James, hopefully this isn't a preview of things to come in the future for us, but you weren't able to get a hold of uh, Mr. Mattucci uh, for your story that you did about him. We needed to get the news out there. Uh, and sometimes you, phone calls and emails don't aren't returned, and that's unfortunate sometimes. But you got to go with what you got. Uh, but you did talk with uh, uh, Trevor City Saint Francis athletic director Aaron Bigger about the
3: hire, and uh, what did uh, what did Bigger have to say about that? Uh, he seemed pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, he he wanted to get somebody who had a previous connections with the program and, uh, and Mike has coached, uh, as an assistant under Federencik for the last two years, also coached in the in the youth levels at Grand Traverse Hockey Association for quite some time now. Um, it was the the Michigan Amateur Hockey Association coach of the year a couple years ago. Um, you know, he's a police officer. So I, you know, I understand that the, that if he's on duty. He probably can't return a phone call, but, uh, yeah, but Aaron seemed really, uh, really enthusiastic about him. Um, he's got a, a great resume. Um, you know, played for a long time in the minor leagues as a defenseman on uh, Lake Superior State's national championship team, along with Anthony Palumbo, and uh, you know, and, and got a cup of coffee in the NHL. I mean, he played six games in the NHL uh, for the Minnesota Wild. Um, so you know, he's got a, a pretty good resume there in hockey, coaching and playing. No shortage of news stories here
0: in the northern Michigan area, especially in the sports arena. Thankfully, we can get away from us talking for a little bit and uh, do some listening. Uh, We had a chance to sit down with Traverse City Central's Cassidy Henshaw and Kingsley's Remy King talking about the track and field season. Uh, We were blessed to have them in the hashtag. We were hashtag blessed to have them in the studio. Why don't we go ahead and take a listen to that right now?
1: I'd like to welcome in Kingsley's Remy King and Traverse City Central's Cassidy Henshaw. uh, Both are outstanding athletes in the spring season in track and field. Uh, Remy runs the 400, 800, 1600, the 4x4 and 4x8 relays, and occasionally the high jump. And Cassidy uh, is a phenomenal jumper, high jump, long jump, and then uh, does his best in the hurdles as well. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. Well Remy is uh, committed to uh, go to Michigan State and Cassidy is committed uh, to work as a decathlete uh, for Michigan so I guess we can sort of we'll get back to the high school season but I mean just how how excited are you guys uh, to be in your senior years and and seeing what's what's uh, ahead of you. Remy you can start.
4: I'm super excited. I've met a lot of the girls on the Michigan State team and I knew a lot of them before from running in high school so I'm super excited to finally be on their team instead of competing against them. So.
5: Okay. Um, yeah I'm super excited uh, mainly because it's just a new environment and also because I'll be doing a new event and always up to a new challenge so it'll be a lot of fun.
1: I guess you you bring that up, you're going to be doing the decathlon. Was that something that you really ever thought about before you started your recruiting process?
5: Yeah, um, in the summer, uh, between my junior and senior year, I actually thought about doing the decathlon, and then it just so happened that when the recruiting process really started for me, all the coaches wanted me for the decathlon, I was kind of interested before they talked to me about it.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but by happenstance, I did the commitment stories for both of you guys, talked to both of you um, earlier in the spring. Remy, had you said that you were more of a Michigan fan growing up and then you went to Michigan State? And Cassidy, you were more of a Michigan State fan, but now you're going to Michigan. I have that right, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, what's it... Has the transition, even though you're not off to school yet, has the transition been pretty easy, or, or was it weird? Is it weird having to tell friends and family that you're on the other side now, or what's
5: that like?
4: Some of my cousins aren't talking to me. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, that's the same for me. All of my family went to Michigan State, and then Notre Dame, like my older family, they used to have a rivalry, I guess, is what they tell me, so... It's kind of awkward, because no one really likes Michigan in my family. So. It's
4: the exact opposite for me. Everyone went to Michigan.
5: <laughs> so, I mean, what are you guys going to have to do to
1: win those friends and family back? I mean, I would assume that once you finally put the colors on and, and that's your team, that maybe they'll uh, they'll get off your backs a little bit?
4: I feel like just winning will win them over.
5: Yeah, I, I'm i just going to have to convince them. I don't know. There's some family that's going to be hard to convince, but I'll try. <laughs>
3: Okay, so which is the better school? Fight. Michigan.
4: <laughs> um, no, Michigan State, obviously.
3: <laughs> Perfect. We love it. Just, just looking back a little bit about the basketball season, uh, you know, you get to play on the same team with your sister in two sports, um, what kind of, how is that voyage for you guys, I mean, to go that far in, in basketball? And,
4: uh, this year JC and I were actually in all three sports together she ran cross country we both did basketball and we both did track so we actually bonded a lot like it was really nice like we always partnered up for our runs in cross country and we partnered up a lot for the drills in basketball so that was really great and it was awesome to go all the way with her and experience that as my senior year
3: mm-hmm. you guys how, how competitive are you guys because I know kind of in you know in, in track you know you've kind of been, Maybe the, maybe the better of the two in, in track a little bit. And in basketball, she gets more playing time than you do. So how much do you guys kind of give each other uh, a gruff over that?
4: It's intense. Um, we play one-on-one basketball over the summer all the time, and our mom has to ref. Otherwise, we would probably get into fights, like full-on fist fights. It's, it's intense. Was so. there a fist
1: fight? Is that why your mom now takes that um, responsibility?
4: One time when we were, like, in seventh grade, I don't know if it started from one-on-one, but we did pull out the boxing gloves, <laughs> so... Yes.
1: Any punches thrown, or you just got the gloves out?
4: Um, we fought, who, so... Who won? It was kind of, like, a tie, because, like, we both got bored, so...
3: <laughs> nobody, nobody knocked the other one out, so you no.
4: kind of, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> well, and in, in, in basketball, um, you seem to be one of the, the biggest, uh, you know, on the bench, you were one of those players who was just really into it and uh, cheering your teammates on all the time. How, how much of an important role do you think that is for for people to, for athletes in general, just to be that supportive of all their teammates, whether they're playing
4: or not? I think it's really important because, like, I know there's a few of our girls who aren't really friends with a lot of the people on the team, so when they have someone who's always cheering for them no matter what, it's really great for their confidence. So I think it's just great to have fun on the bench because it really brings the energy up for the people playing and for the people who aren't.
1: Cassidy, will will uh... We'll, we'll talk a little basketball with you too. I know, I know you don't play, uh, but being the the outstanding jumper that you are, I just was curious if you'd had any dunk offs with any of the basketball guys, or uh, you know if you just try it out at home, you know when nobody's watching, see if you can throw down some kind of sick reverse three sixty or something like <laughs> that. I,
5: I could see it. Yeah, I I mean there's a lot of the time like some of the guys on the team who also play basketball will like want to have a one on one with me after practice. I've only done it like once or twice. It's really bad because I cannot shoot, so I always go for the dunks. Even then, I still miss them. I hit the rim and ball goes right out. But I mean, I have dunked before, but I'm not good at basketball at all.
1: You, uh, run the indoor season um during during the winter sports while basketball is going on what how, how's that different i mean obviously i get the indoors versus outdoors thing but it, it, is the sport itself very different from from the spring season
5: um i would say so It just like the environment like difference like when you're outside like when i have that back when in long jump it can definitely make it or break it for me. Um, In that indoor season, it's a lot more consistent just because you don't have that environment because for high jump and long jump, consistency is everything in my steps. If I don't have it on point, I could just have an awful day. And then also in the indoor season, um, you have triple jump as well. And that's just an event that Michigan doesn't have in the outdoor season. Um, I'm kind of glad because it does like kill my shins and just like my legs in general um, But and then also like the 60 hurdles I'm not as good because I pick up my speed just as the race is ending So the 110s in the outdoor season are definitely my stronger event So you were talking about the consistency especially with the jumping
1: indoors does that I'd imagine it gives you a better idea of where you're at coming into the outdoor season maybe than more so than athletes who don't participate in the indoor season
5: yeah um doing the indoor season definitely helps um it gets like it's kind of like a starting point like um for me i finally like get all my technique down and by the outdoor season i'm ready to just go out there and like be the best i can i've already got like my practice in from the indoor season which is basically what I use the indoor season for is practice. Um, I, I mean, of course I'm competing, but it's more about like getting the technique right and the form and just making sure like when I go into the outdoor season, it's just all perfection. So
1: where do you think you're at right now? Cause I know when I detailed your commitment to Michigan earlier this spring, uh, I mean, you, you made no bones about it. Your goal is to win state championships in the high jump and, and long jump this year. How- how do you feel you're progressing
5: towards uh, those goals? Um, I It's been a rough start, because um, I did um, hurt my hamstring a little bit. So I've been out for the last two, three weeks. And so I mean, it's kind of hard. I'm just getting back into it. So the Spart- Michigan State meet was my first track meet, and I only did high jump. So this is the first week where I'll actually do my events. Um, I don't think I've fallen back too much just because I have all this muscle memory from the indoor season, and I've been working on the stuff I can in the weight room and on the track. Um, So I think my progression towards those two goals are going to happen as long as I stay on track of where I am. Remy, you had some
1: injuries to deal with yourself uh, last year, and uh, you you kind of told me that you weren't sure if you'd be able to become a Division I runner kind of because of how things were kind of going there for a while. What exactly did you go through? I know you had uh, a surgery to, to help out, and, and how are you recovering from all that?
4: Um, so I have had like three fractures since the start of high school. I had a stress fracture in my left foot, along with two avulsion fractures in my left ankle, and they didn't find the avulsion fractures until halfway through my junior year, so that's why I had the surgery, because I also had a torn ligament that was caused by the avulsion fracture, which is when the ligaments and tendons pull out a chunk of your bone. So I had that, and then uh, the second to last cross-country meet of the season, I fell and got stepped on and possibly tore my ligament, but they couldn't really tell because of how close together all the ligaments were and all the scar tissue, so they treated it like a torn ligament, and... Now I'm back, but I plant differently, so now my knee is rotated in, so now I'm having problems with that as well.
1: <laughs> frustrated at all, or still just loving the fact that you're back out there?
4: I am extremely frustrated because it feels like I am hitting a wall. Right now, When the faster I go, the less it hurts because my form evens out, but right now I can't run the mile without my form going really bad, and it's making my times horrible but so right now I'm focusing on the 400 and the 800 rather than the mile which is what I really wanted to focus on this year so I'm extremely frustrated but I'm still really happy that I'm running as much as I am so
1: so what's the the advice that you're getting and how to deal with this and and how to move past it maybe not only from your old coaches but if you're talking to Michigan State's coaches right now about how to deal with those things
4: A lot of the advice I'm getting is the same stuff that I've been having for the past four years. I got to ice and have to stay on the ibuprofen and treat it like a medication, basically. So it's like I just got to push through it and try to ignore the pain and got to really want it. It's all mental when you're running these distances. So that's really what I got to do. I just got to push through it no matter
1: what. That's kind of something that Michigan State really liked about you, though, right? They they liked your toughness and the times that you were able to put up despite these things that you were dealing with how how exactly are you doing that
4: um I guess I kind of just got used to the pain after a while (laughs) so (laughs) um (laughs) there was a few rough days where I had to stay out like not go for a run or not participate in a meet but for the most part I've been able to just push through it which um I think it's really important for an athlete to be able to show that like level of the level of integrity, I guess, to be able to push through the pain and just be able to help their team out. Like for the 4x4, four four, I can't scratch just because my knee is hurting. Like there's three other people counting on me and I have to be able to run it.
0: So you said it's a mental thing, but it's physical. You're physically hurting. And I guess it's, uh, you can call it, a, yeah. it's, it's selfless, uh, certainly unselfish. But are you worried at all that you're doing long-term damage to yourself?
4: The thing was, when I found out that I had the avulsion fracture last year, my surgeon told me, it's not going to get any worse. you can run and have the surgery later, so that was the choice I made, and right now, my knee, like, it's rotated, but that can go back, it's just going to be sore for now. So, like, pain is temporary, but glory lasts forever. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, and kind of on that subject, you were talking about the triple jump, and that you, you you're good at it, but sometimes you don't really enjoy it. What, what what's the what's the different part about the triple jump that uh, that you said is, is really strenuous? Um, just like, at, cause the triple jump's the last
5: event, and after doing high jump, long jump, and the hurdles, I'm just I'm already beaten up in my legs uh, with all the jumping um, and sprinting, and when I get to that, when I get to the triple jump, I'm usually already like tired and my legs are kind of like a little sore. <laughs> Um, so when I get to the triple jump, I usually only do, like, two jumps, and then I just call it good. Um, this year, I didn't do as much just because it was just, it was such a strain on my legs. Um, last year, I did a lot more, but this year, I just, I haven't liked it as much just because of how much it does, like, take a toll on my body. Um, but, I mean, it I kind of just did it for... Up until states, just because I knew I was, like, top three mm-hmm. um, in the state, and I was like, I'll just get to the state, me, and just go for it.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, so when you go to college and you do the decathlon, how different is that going to be for you? Because then you're going to have to be doing throwing on top of all those things and sprints. And a little bit of everything. Have you started practicing and working on some of those things? Yeah, so I have
5: actually started practicing. Um, in the summers, I usually do a lot of throwing stuff. So I've done disk I've actually touched about just every event um, except for probably the pole vaults. The least I've touched right now. Um, but it'll definitely be a lot different, and it'll be a lot of a lot of hard work. But um, I mean, I'm used to working hard, and I. I'm
3: up for mm-hmm. the new challenge of that. Do they still have javelin as part of the decathlon, or is that? Yeah, the javelin. And that's is not still a high school of... event anymore, right? So that's some, something that's also going to be kind of new. It,
5: I think it's an event in like other parts of the country, but in Michigan, it is not. Right. Yeah. yeah. From
1: speaking with your coach uh, John Lober. Uh, I would imagine part of why you know, you're know you able to go through so many events like that is he kind of described you as a, a workout warrior, and, and you told me you pretty much love being in the gym as much as you love being on the track. So, I mean, what kind of stuff are you, are you focusing on for the types of events that you're doing? What helps the most?
5: Um, definitely, like, longer kind of sprints, so like two and four will I mean, that just like helps a lot um, because it's speed, but it's also kind of like endurance as well. Um, And then like the long jump, like the technique and stuff like that. That's just, it's kind of hard with those because it's different technique for like all the different field events. Um, But I mean, in the weight room, you can get stronger to be able to do the different um, events, such as like the pole vault. You need a lot of core, I know, and upper body. And then for high jump, you need um, very explosive, um, to be very explosive on the ground. So it's just, it's just gonna be a lot to work on. Um, But I don't know, it's just gonna be a lot of fun, but very hard working. (laughs) Um, I I mean, I always go off of uh, the saying, just a couple seconds of um, pain is worth a lifetime of glory. Like I always go off of that.
0: Pain and glory.
5: Yeah. I mean, I was doing that today in practice, like, we were doing 200s over hurdles, and it was not fun, but I just pushed through it, and I mean, I got through it, and I know it's going to make me better in the future, so. So, one thing I'm kind of curious
1: of from both of you, I mean, you're both seniors, you've both had successful careers, obviously it's paying off as you head towards the college level, there's probably younger athletes that are looking at you as far as motivation or an example. Who were, you know, who were you looking up to either within your own school's programs or even, you know, just other kids you saw at track meets that were like, wow, okay, I, I see something there. I, I want to take something from what they're doing.
4: Um, I looked up a lot to Holly Bola who was going to be my future teammate. My mom coached her, I think, for one or two years at St. Francis. So I was at a few practices with her in middle school, and I got to race against her for two years before she graduated, and I just looked a lot up to her. And kind of, she was my role model. So,
1: so how excited are you to be her teammate? Uh, well, no, I guess not again, but to be her teammate for the first time after having uh, known known her.
4: I'm really excited. Like, there's a few other girls that I've looked up to, but like not as much. And they're all on that team, so I'm like super excited. Like, I get to be with my role models, and I get to be like just like them. <laughs> so I'm super excited.
5: I guess like in high school, I've not at our school. There hasn't really been a high jump or a long jump for I've been able to look up to because I was from freshman year, I was always at the top. You were the best. So it was like, it kind of like took like mentality for me to keep working instead of just being satisfied at where I was. Um, but I definitely looked up to the coaches. Um, and when I went to, Grand Valley camp Um, in the summers. I would look up to the college athletes there and then of course on social media I'll um, see like different like various athletes on there. Um, I went to a couple of professional track meets and um, I was inspired by like Mutez Barshim who is a high jumper and Ashton Eaton decathlete but in my own high school, there wasn't really someone I could really look up to because I had to, from freshman year, I had to kind of be the leader already.
1: Well, uh, appreciate the time again, guys, both of you coming in after practice today. And um, good luck for the rest of the year and, and moving forward. We apologize for the popcorn, the burnt popcorn <laughs> smell.
5: <laughs> That's all right.
1: That's
4: <laughs>
0: Thank you to both Mr. Henshaw and Miss King for coming into the studio. We really appreciate that. Moving on now to our Athlete of the Week and the Get Around Hall of Fame. We've got three candidates up for the honor this week. James, why don't we go ahead and get started with you.
3: Um, I'm going to put up Nikki Hayes from Elk Rapids. Uh, she had four goals on uh, Thursday against Kraling. Um, also, had a pretty good game earlier in the uh, earlier in the week. Did not score a goal, but uh, but led their offense, and uh, kind of deferred to some of her teammates as uh, as they played one of their early season games against a pretty good Glen Lake team.
2: I'm gonna nominate uh, Maya Dean from Traverse City West. Uh, just in my short time that I've been here, you know, I had a chance to go out and watch Traverse City West, Traverse City Central play, and a couple times already... your first game. Yeah, my first game out coverage. Um, but Maya Dean really impressed me. She's got already got five assists on the season, um, really facilitating for you know those big scores over at T.C. West. And uh, her coach, you know, really made a point that the reason why they are able to score what they can is because of Maya Dean. Uh, she had a score on a penalty shot, which is quite impressive um, against Central. And then she also had two assists in that game, totaling five for the season already so far. So I'm gonna go ahead and put a secondary person in Maya Dean up there.
1: Well, I think uh, my nomination has already been uh, selected in previous seasons, but since we wiped the slate clean with spring, um, and we were just uh, talking about Calcasca a little bit, I'm going to put up uh, Mackenzie Wilkinson. Um, She pitched in at least four games over the last week, uh, picked up wins in two of them, uh, including a a one-hitter that she threw against Frankfurt, um, and... She ended up facing the minimum because they turned a double play on that one base runner, and she had a 10-strikeout performance uh, Saturday during the tournament, and in the other two tournament games that they won, she pitched in both of those as well. She combined with uh, Mackenzie Leach, and then at the plate uh, she had eight hits, four home runs, including a grand slam, and 13 RBI. So I come ready to play, gentlemen.
0: Let's uh, put it to a vote. Uh, Atnip, we'll start with you. I guess numbers don't lie. So I don't know what that means. You have to say We're it out gonna go loud. We're going ahead with Wilkinson.
1: Okay. Wilkinson? Yeah,
0: we'll go with Wilkinson. And I was also going to go with Wilkinson, so congratulations to Calcaskas Mackenzie Wilkinson. You are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame.
3: Okay, so for the uh, superhero thing, are they allowed to use all their powers even if their powers they are have to stay with in a the, They have personal to stay
2: within file. the personal They have to stay within the rules. of the NFL? Yeah, that's that,
3: that that that's what I would say. You can't
2: break the rules, or you wouldn't be able to play in the NFL. Even if you are a superhero. Okay, so like Cyclops just
3: melting everybody—that yeah. would be a personal foul. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, you can't kill people.
3: <laughs> that's. I'm just asking. You can't. I'm just clarifying the
2: rules. Yeah, you can't. The rules are pretty cut and dry in the NFL rule book.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think you could put Wonder Woman on the football field and let her use her whip. I don't think that would work.
0: No, probably not. Although, I mean, if you can classify it, for anyone out there wondering why the hell we're having this conversation, and since I haven't introduced the trifecta or the bone this week, uh, the category this week is a superhero that you would draft number one overall uh, in in the NFL draft. That you would take number one overall in the NFL draft. The reason that I bring this up is because of the wild success of uh, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War, and then, of course, you had the NFL draft um, last week, which uh, I, I was, I don't know about you guys, I was glued to my TV. I was, I pretty time. much watched I the whole thing.
1: watched none of it. <laughs> no, I watched basically all of it. We well, had two days off to watch the best part of it. I mean, the I, had, I, had, I was watching the draft cast on my phone when I wasn't in front of a TV, so there's that. Sports guys for you. You guys love them. You, okay. you love your sports, and there is
0: nothing wrong with that. Let's go ahead and make some of our picks then, uh, James. I know that uh, you had you had asked when you when you came in here. You were like, "Are we all just choosing Superman?" And I immediately found a flaw in choosing Superman number one uh, in the fake NFL superhero draft. And that's the fact that if I was It's not fake, Brendan, it's real. All right, we are treating it as such. If we're actually having a serious conversation Thank you. about this. Uh, this is like every twelve-year-old I'll send voice. the Punisher
1: after you if you don't correct that, yourself. Uh,
0: listen, John Byrne's Don't is go near a mirror. No, I try to stay away from. I I have one in my house, and that's too. That's one too many. <laughs> um, but so what I had said is that if I was the you know the opposing team, and Superman was on the other team, I would just have all of my players wear Kryptonite jerseys or have a little bit of Kryptonite around their neck,
2: and then. Aha! That's a violation of the. No, you know no ju- ju- jewelry. Is <laughs> NFL, NFL players wear part. jewelry all the time. Yeah, jewelry is just a part. All you gotta do is have one of those like amethyst crystals. that's just gotta be kryptonite.
0: Yes. See, I didn't think that would work. But I mean, again, if Superman was out in the sun, because he gets his strength from the sun, right? So if he's playing and, and, and it's sunny, it, it might play in a dome, and he's effed. Yes. He's effed right in the a. <laughs> 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 we'll see if I have to bleep oh the, out the, oh the a. S.
3: Or oh the S. Right in the S. <laughs> yes, right in the S. Well, good thing his chest.
1: nobody's picking Superman then.
3: I'm or not was picking, James oh, picking yeah, Superman? No. no, I was just curious if everybody was just you know, if we hadn't brought up the Kryptonite thing, I was just thinking, everybody's just going to pick Superman. And you're gonna
0: ha- you're gonna go with someone who has a superpower, not like Batman, who's just rich
1: and had hobbies. Yeah, like right. but but. Yeah, like it, Hawkeye would be a horrible pick because he I can, mean, it, You can't use your powers to kill people. They, they still have to follow an uh, rules. And it's Jeremy Renner,
0: so that's also <laughs> got but,
2: but I mean, Hawkeye—if you're just talking about his impeccable, Amy, he'd probably be a pretty damn good quarterback. You know, I'm maybe. on board with you, though. maybe. You know, no. just because he can aim, just because he can sling an arrow doesn't mean he can spin it. No, no. Mm-hmm. Kind of a natural motion for an arrow to spin, but <laughs> I'm just sitting
0: here thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, James, uh, you're on the clock. Number one overall, who are you taking?
3: Well, I know who these guys are taking, so I don't want to take the same people.
0: All right. Well, I told so, you so you wouldn't take it. Then, then right. Go, <laughs> then.
3: So I'm not going to. So I'm going to go. Does it have to be a hero or can it be a villain?
0: <laughs> it needs to be a superpower. As so long, long as the villain yeah. is going
1: to follow or adhere to NFL rules, it could be a villain. Dr. Doom. Okay.
3: No, I, I, go, I would go similarly. I know somebody is going to take the Hulk. I'm not so, taking so the. Hulk. similarly, uh, I would take Juggernaut, who's pretty much unstoppable. Oh yeah, that's his Hence only power. His name? I would have we, never. Is a, he never is guessed. unstoppable?
0: My brother. Uh, that was one of the characters that he drew on uh, our bedroom wall. Was Juggernaut? It was, it was seriously the coolest thing. I mean, it, in my memory, it looks incredibly detailed and like it was Stanley. Was Stanley? Was he the, yeah. He was the artist. Of most of these guys, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the creator, yeah. But not the art, not, not the art, art but his creator. In yeah. reality, it probably maybe it wasn't that great, but I mean, he drew when I was in third grade, so it was shortly after. Oh, it was the what? It was the '96 championship. That's when Michael came back, and he had the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and it was crying, right? Because that was after his father had died. My brother drew, sketched out, just you know, pencil on, on a piece of paper, sketched out. And it looked exactly like it, and it was. uh, I had it laminated for him. Actually, I brought it into school, and I showed my teacher, and she was like, "I'm gonna laminate this," and had it laminated.
2: My brother's just extremely talented, and his name is Jake, by the way. I guess it runs it, it runs as part of a running thing. That's why they named him Jake, It's just because he's an extremely talented person. That's what it was.
0: That is exactly, and, and here you are, uh, 24 years later, named after my brother. It's, oh. it's, it's great.
2: <laughs> named after the Jake whose name isn't actually Jake. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Something to be proud of. All right, so you're going with Juggernaut.
3: Yeah, I think I think during the summer, I think what we should do when we're trying to fill some space on a on a podcast during the summer in the lean times is we should have a superhero draft. We'll just get the four of us together and just do a draft.
0: I can hear the roof breaking with the ratings already. I mean, <laughs> I ratings straight through the roof on that one, if the building is underground already. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn. Which, which this podcast is already. It's pretty underground. About as underground as you get, unless you're 130 people listen to this, 122, because you can't count my eight listens. I give about five, so
2: somewhere. All right, all right. Jake, your
0: number one draft pick, you are on the
2: clock. Now, this is something I've thought about since I was
0: a kid, and basically... You've actually thought about having an NFL draft of superheroes? Well,
2: not quite NFL draft, but especially what type of, I guess, if, if, if I was a young kid, an athlete, what superpower would I want? Hands down, I would draft a Flash. Number one overall, uh, he's as fast as the speed of light. You could use that in football. and He could throw the ball to himself if he wanted to. He could be a one-man team and never be seen. Score before they even get touch him. Even if juggernaut comes around, he can just go around him. If he, he trust me, Run he's fast enough. One. He's sure. fast enough to make something happen there. So I think uh, I think the flash probably has the best strict superpower for any athletic event, including the NFL.
3: Yeah, but I've, one person gets a touch on that hand and. Or touch on that foot or whatever when he goes by, and he tr- he still can trip. He's oh, he can still trip, but then, then he's okay,
2: then it's first down, and then he gets to run the ball again, and then they're not, they're not gonna stop him all the time. <laughs> to make this about me again, real quick, I was the Flash in second
0: grade. My mom made a, a homemade costume out of like felt and whatnot, and I was
1: it was a it was a very happy day for me when
0: the, I got the to Flash be a was an awesome
2: superhero. I was again. a
1: Triceratops at that age.
2: I. Not a superhero. I was actually Wolverine about that age. I had a big Wolverine with the big puffy <coughs> chest and the claws.
0: Speaking of Wolverine, I think he'd be a, a hell of a,
3: a football a, player. A football player. I thought about that until you said you couldn't kill anybody. Because I was just like, <laughs> I was he just like, said, it's like anyone. all he can do is use one of his blades, and all he's got to do is take the Hulk's Achilles. And
0: well, see, the nice thing about
3: it is that like, he could
0: play dirty, like when there's a scrum for the ball. You know how like mm-hmm. NFL Oops. players say they like they try to. Bite the other player, or and yeah, yeah. and F really the dirt. other B.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, foot the other
1: ball. Yeah. Well, I I was um, even though he wasn't my pick, I was going to bring up Wolverine because they, you know, they say that the best ability is availability, and Wolverine and Deadpool would always be available, unless That's it's true. the end of Logan. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Such a good
3: movie. That's great. That was a great movie. Yes.
1: Um. But, uh, yeah, so my pick... Oh, spoiler alert, by the way, for those who haven't seen Logan yet.
2: <laughs> spoiler alert, five minutes later.
1: I had to tell my mom that he died because she walked out of the movie in the first 15 minutes because she couldn't take it. Oh, because it was... Too violent. Oh,
0: lovely. Just so wonderfully violent. That's, that's what you have been waiting your whole life
1: to see out of Wolverine, is that much blood and gore. Or at least violence. was in my pretty great. But anyway, with my pick um, James alluded to it earlier uh, I would take the Hulk um, I mean he could uh, accept maybe against the flash he w- could be a one person defense um, and hand him the ball. He's like the most impressive fullback of all time <laughs> fullback becomes the the best position on the field
3: mm-hmm. till he turns into Bruce Bixby. Who? Bruce Bill Bixby. Bixby Bill Bixby, who played oh. him in the original. Bruce Banner. <laughs> Bruce Banner. Yes, Bruce. Was it? But Bruce yeah. Banner would not be a very impressive football player.
1: That's true. It's true <laughs> he wouldn't.
3: But I would assume that but playing Bruce football Banner's he would get pretty superhero. angry pretty
1: quick.
2: See, but this yeah. is the question with the Hulk. I mean, he'd obviously have to play some of the game as Bruce Banner. Why? 'Cause he gotta get pissed off somehow. He ain't just gonna get in the like, head a head of locker come out as the Hulk. Yeah.
3: Probably but that's the, the yeah, that's so the you line. Could have, you in, could have somebody in, in the in the locker room just punch
0: him in the face. Yeah. yeah. And the line in the in the Avengers is that's my secret. I'm always angry. Mm-hmm. For anybody who Yeah. That's I mean, that's the one thing that I know from one of those movies. And is, then that I
1: evil. mean like in Ragnarok, he stayed as He's the stuck. Hulk for yeah. years, never reverting back to Bruce Banner.
2: See? I'm you're, out of the loop on that one. You're wrong, Jake. Out of the loop on that one. I'm going to back up bread right on this one.
0: Yeah. Yep. My number one draft pick uh, it defeats all of yours. He is the top of the mutant food chain, and that is Professor Charles Xavier. He may be in a wheelchair, but he can do anything. He
1: can He'd make be you be more successful than Vince Lombardi.
0: He can make you see what he wants you to see. He, he knows where you are at all times. He's Santa Claus. Um,
1: he, he says, run to
0: daylight, young man, and he shows you the sun gleaming in the end zone. Telekinetic powers, uh, which means that he could basically just think about it and move everybody out of the way. They stop them still, and then he can roll his wheelchair. Yeah, wouldn't, he
1: wouldn't be a very exciting brand of football, that's he can, for sure. He can, <laughs> he
0: can roll his wheelchair up and down the field. The wheelchair would be wheel. allowable by NFL rules? Yeah, you can't.
2: That's a foreign object. Ooh, that might not be allowable. It's we true. might have to. We might have to nix the pick there, Brendan. He might have brought that up. We can put a. We can put a professor X as the coach. That would be. That would be hella good. Imagine him running a team of. Yeah, he that could just be, be the coach nice.
3: and do it from the sideline.
2: Yeah, he doesn't matter. They have to trade be coaches for draft picks. So listen,
0: I was about to just claim discrimination, but Professor
2: X is the coach. I am on board. Yeah, I think that's a. That's a Bill Belichick asking the mutant world
3: right there. <laughs> they, they can't tell you you can't have a, a wheelchair on the sideline.
2: Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be clear.
0: <clears throat> hey, audible viewers out there, do you want to tell us who you would draft number one overall in the fake superhero NFL draft that we It's not just fake, Brendan.
1: Of, it's, it's real. It's, it's, it's not
0: all, fake. It's, it's all happened. Do you want to tell us that? Uh, my guess, my, my gut reaction to that is no, you don't want to tell us. But I'm going to ask you anyway if you are interested in telling us who you would draft overall, uh, number one uh, in the superhero mock NFL draft, tweet us at TCR Esports, uh, at Jake Atnip, at James Cook14, at BA Sportswriter, and at Brendan Queeley. We really want to hear from you. Yeah. I just just won. I beg every week. I beg every week we, for we... just one person, and it cannot be any of the four of us. We can't. It can't be. I'm that. gonna.
2: I'm gonna go out and. It can't and be your mom. No, she probably will. I uh, definitely. My mom is. Things. She's. She's the same. If but, she had a Twitter. No, but I. I you, know, you guys know that popular meme where the kid sitting out in front of the table says "Change my mind," and then you're yes. supposed to fill it in. Yes. So this is the, the the challenge that I post to all of our listeners: is the Flash would be the best athletic competitor out of any superhero. Change my mind. That's all I gotta say. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this
0: episode of the Get Around Podcast. Episode number 33 is now in the books. Uh, Again, I wanted to thank Trevor City Central's Cassidy Henshaw and Kingsley's Remy King for joining us a little bit earlier in the studio and thank them for for braving the uh, really um, potent stench of burnt popcorn that is uh, permeated throughout the uh, office here at the Traverse City Record Eagle Uh, thank you to James and Jake and Brett for being here in the studio as always you guys are uh, I couldn't do the show without you and to your dad yeah thank you to my father as well for being uh, on the show and being a good sport and calling him up out of nowhere just to kind of clear the air about the whole Jake situation And thank you to our Audible viewers for listening once again. We appreciate it. Make sure that you come back next week. Episode 34 is right around the corner.